Welcome back to SwitchCast Live. I'm your host, Doug Tabbitt, and with me tonight are Tyler Sanders and Ethan Huffnagel. And SwitchCast is the podcast where we seek to educate, edify, and entertain you on the drive of your life. There is so much to cover this week. A lot of interesting news stories, updates in the car world, updates from stuff we talked about the last couple episodes. Um, man, we are chock full of just fun stuff tonight. So we appreciate you joining us and uh, we hope you stick around. Feel free to throw your comments and questions in the flow of wherever you're watching live. We appreciate all of you and uh, we'll do our best to get to those. And if we can't get to your questions during the live portion, um, we will have a tip talk, the bonus round afterwards, where we'll do a kind of rapid fire uh, Q&A. So without further ado, we'll jump right into this. There was a viral reel posted on Instagram I think this week, I just saw it this morning, but um, that doesn't mean anything the way the algorithms go. And uh, it was of a dealer buying a 1969 Porsche 911 from the original owner. And the video, the dealer had taken it and it was of the owner uh, showing them how to start the car, kind of talking about the car, some of the memories of it. And it was a real kind of feel good story you know so many feels yeah yeah you know parting with his his baby and and you know it's a a circle of life moment right we all uh either have gotten old or will get old to a point where we can't drive the cars that we love anymore and i've got a lot of those stories where i've bought cars from people because they just couldn't get into them couldn't get out of them couldn't push the clutch pedal and um you know i i think i certainly take for granted the fact that you know I guess when you're young, that's kind of a, a joke, right? But then you you start feeling things in your joints, and you're like, oh, maybe it's time to look at a PDK. <laughs> uh, Creaking my left knee. So, yeah, I, um, I actually am um, worried that I sacrificed potential years of driving a stick shift by trying to extend how long I could dunk. Um, oh, bad I, move. Right? <laughs> Yeah, and I jump off of my left leg, so my knee started like really giving me crap. Uh, Was it worth it though? I don't think so. No, I don't no. think so because like dunking is just showing off. It wasn't like I played in you know some sweet basketball league. Or yeah, whatever. you could just dunk. Yeah, that was, that I was, was just it. a short white guy that could dunk, and it. so it was nice to prove something. But that's it. But I take 10 years off of my stick shift driving (laughs) life by trying to prove something? Maybe. That's all right. We'll we'll all be ripping past you and making fun of you for not having your own... You won't be, though, because PDKs are faster. Uh, So I will uh, be ripping past you. We'll be having... Our smiles will be larger, though, right? We'll be having a better time. Sure. Well, I'll be driving EVs by then because the government Uh, will have forced us to. Absolutely not. We won't be driving them. They will be driving us. Joe Biden tweeted that today. Well, someone on the Biden administration tweeted his account that uh, America's headed toward an all-electric future. I saw it today. I was going to send it to you. I so. just Which, hope there's enough sustainable fuels or whatever so that I can keep driving my stuff on the weekends. That's all I really want. are. Yeah. <laughs> we just haven't invested in them. Well, it seems like we should maybe do that. EVs. Hey, Porsche oh. has been doing a lot to invest they in have. some sustainable fuels. I'm all, all about that. I will buy my Porsche-specific drums of sustainable fuel and sell them my kidneys to still drive my stuff 30 yeah. years from now. Look, I love this world. I want to take care of it. We all do. But, I mean, come on. I want the explosions to propel EVs me down the road. These aren't actually good for the environment. Well, like the, you get into the lithium-ion whatever and all that, I guess. All right, we, we got saying, a lot to this get actually to. Actually, this is an entire podcast episode or seven. So back, More than back one. to back to the dealer buying the uh, family heirloom 911. I guess it isn't a family heirloom because he didn't pass it down to his kid or whatever. But the the comments on this were just filled with vitriol. Right? Essentially, how dare this person flip the car for a profit? Hmm. So the most popular comment with over 16,000 likes was, quote, the saddest part is he sold it to someone who doesn't care about the car, rather just flipping it to make money, unquote. So how do we feel about that, right? It's a real feel-good story, and everyone's like, nope, 
This is crap. Shouldn't have gone to a dealer. They're just making money off of him. I would have rather that it go to somebody who's very passionate and will take care of it and have the same uh, sort of love affair with the car, I guess. it. How do you know it didn't, though? It I, may have just gone there indirectly. That's true. Uh, possible. because, And I will admit and concede that a dealer or broker is probably more likely to find a person who will care for the car, maybe than him just listing it on Facebook Marketplace for below market and is going to get a bunch of yahoos, you know, whatever. So it's a possibility. But I think it does ruin some of the feel-good vibes to be like, oh, okay, he's going to, it's a dealer. All right. Okay, so then that begs the question, if we want to feel good about it, there's two very uh, diametrically opposed opinions on the internet about how you should preserve the history of a car like this that has had one owner. I, I don't know how many miles he put on it. It might have been 2 million. It might have been 2,000. But some people say, well, it should be somebody that's going to drive it and, and enjoy it the way that person did. And other people say, oh, you, you got you to take care of it and preserve it. And essentially put it in a bubble. And then the other camp says, well, if you, that's a waste. If it doesn't get driven, it's such a waste. So it's like everybody has an opinion about what should happen with this guy's car. And nobody's happy. <laughs> everybody's angry about it. Right? The only the, the biggest thing they're angry about is it went to a dealer. But I would opine that the dealer is the most likely to find the right home for it. And... There's this sentiment within the automotive community that quote unquote enthusiasts, however you want to define them, have some like right that they deserve to get deals on cars and the dealer shouldn't be in the middle of any two enthusiasts. And my kind of thing is like, well, one, how do you define an enthusiast? And what if the one guy who's selling can't find the the right buyer right like what's wrong with a dealer getting in the middle of it i mean i am a dealer so i feel like you're a little biased maybe a little biased all right what 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 does the commenters think right like what is there something morally wrong with a dealer buying an original owner porsche for the purpose of profit isn't that what the american dream is built on Right, if he didn't have any kids to leave it to, and didn't have any friends that wanted to buy it, is he kind of like what you said, Tyler? Is he going to sit around waiting for a whole bunch of tire kickers? Like honestly, I've I've had a lot of customers come to me as a dealer and say I can't handle dealing with all these pricks that claim to be enthusiasts that are fifty year PCA members, yada yada yada, that preach that they're enthusiasts and then waste my time, drag their feet. Well, I need three inspections. I got to sell my other car first, but you should sell to me because I'm an enthusiast. And so they take advantage of this status of not being a dealer and labeling themselves enthusiasts to basically just be jerks. And the dealer comes along and says, I'll write you a check. It's the market, though. I mean, it all comes back to supply and demand, doesn't it? Or opportunity cost for whatever reason. This individual felt it was in his best interest because you ultimately do what's in your best interest. It might not be what you quote unquote want to do, but whatever decision you make is always your highest desire to do that. Maybe someone here, maybe one of the three of us would really rather be at home with, you know, your wife, your family, whoever. But we're all here right now because it's our greatest desire to be here. So that person's greatest desire was to sell that car in the moment. And then the market takes it at that point. He might have known the dealer for the last 30 years or that and the guy rode in the car and he's like, Hey, yeah, I, I'm not going to keep it for myself, but you know, I've known you forever. So this is an easy transaction. I, I think there's an assumption though, right? That situations like this, that a dealer is not giving fair value to the said customer that anytime there's an old guy selling his pride and joy or a widow or some situation like that, it's like, well, it's probably worth 150 grand and they gave him 30. Like they stole it from him. And while that happens, that's not usually the case. Right? And if he got what it what let's say he wanted 50 and it was worth a hundred. Okay. And the dealer didn't 
like try to convince him that it wasn't worth a hundred. He just said, if you give me 50, I'm happy. A dealer flipping it for profit is no different than an enthusiast that would come in and also buy it for 50, seeing that they have an opportunity, right? They might keep it for 10 years before they flip it for a profit, but they're still being opportunist because if you want to really get into the ethics of it, a true enthusiast would show up and say, sir, your car's worth a hundred grand. I can't take advantage of you like that. That's what a dealer would do. I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars because that's what's fair and right. So I would say that everybody commenting, saying that this dealer is in the wrong for buying the car for a profit or the guy's in the wrong for selling it to a dealer who's going to make a profit, unless they could honestly say that if they were in that position, they would offer the guy more just because it was worth more, then they have no no leg to stand on. Yeah, I mean, that's... Everyone's... Every business individual, this is what the comments on TikTok are saying, every business individual is trying to make money in some way shape or form there's nothing right. inherently wrong with that so like on a much until you get into things that are fun maybe maybe realtors so, are allowed to make money but car dealers aren't so for instance this is on a much much smaller scale but there's a specific there's an album i'm trying to buy a vinyl record i'm trying to buy i know how much it's worth because i've been following it for a while i know how much it's getting appraised for so i've been calling around local stores trying to just see if someone has this thing for a price that I don't think is pretty much like gouging what the album goes for, but because everyone gouges it, that's what the going rate for this thing is. If I found one for like a fraction of that price, I'm not going to tell the person who's selling it, hey, you know, you can charge me, you know, 400 times what what this is going for. Now, granted, it's on a much, much smaller scale than, you know, a Porsche here, but it's the same idea. If you If you have the deal... You're trying to make money. There's nothing inherently immoral about that to an extent, right. I guess. You're also can... not going to go to the record broker and say, you're such a crook because you're trying to make 300% markup on this. Also true. You may just choose, well, I don't want to pay that or I do. Also true. That, I mean, then that's like your opportunity cost, right. right? How much are you willing? How much is the buyer willing to give right. at that point in time for it? I, I heard a good term uh, when it, was discussing companies like Target and some of the other companies that are subscribing to ESG and doing some very controversial things. Bud Light is a great example of that um, and how they lost such significant market share. And this other podcast I listened to that I can't remember the name of, doesn't matter, um, basically said, you know, um, the free enterprise market is, is a democracy and people are voting with their wallets. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't like that that dealer's buying that 911 and flipping it for profit, just don't buy from the dealer. Right. Don't harp on the fact that it's immoral because it's not. Unless they somehow swindled him through the course of negotiations in sure. some way took advantage of him. That's immoral. But that's not unique to dealers. I know I have customers that do that to their best friends. For sure. So there, there's no inherent guilt with profit, or at least there shouldn't be. Now, the way that you obtain that profit, for sure, you should feel guilt, maybe in whatever yep. avenue you take to do that. But for finding an opportunity where you can actually turn a profit on something and doing it by the book and give everyone is right in the end by what they wanted, what they asked for, what they required. If everyone meets what they were promised, there's nothing wrong with making a profit. Yeah. Right. I have a. Uh, theory, right? So Porsche, uh, kind of at the forefront of this, but also other manufacturers have uh, made markup over sticker price, their arbitrary suggested sticker price. They've made that somehow immoral, right? Through different policies, through how they, you know, ban resellers, void warranties, whatever they do. And so they've cr kind of created this perception among buyers that additional profit above an arbitrary decided upon profit is immoral slash maybe even illegal. It's kind of like speed limits, right? Arbitrary speed limit. Well, you can go 10 over, but not 50 over. Well, who are you to say you're going 10 over, right? Unless you obey the actual speed limit. Anyway, side, side trail there. But I almost kind of think, because I had a conversation with the Porsche executive one time when I was flipping Porsches, 
and he was extending it beyond just new cars. And he essentially had the opinion that nobody except Porsche dealers should ever sell Porsches, any of them across like any spectrum. Oh, we're Porsche dealers. We should sell Porsches. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's a real, you know, kind of communistic antitrust opinion there. I'm not even uh, sure but, how you but I feel get like there. they've kind of planted that seed through making new car flipping immoral, quote unquote. And and they've pushed that narrative out there to where people are now just applying that to kind of like any situation. But whatever. On that note, let's uh let's pay for the podcast. Yeah, and Switchcast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers around the world. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people a part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, BoxCast is an easy and flexible live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy, in fact, that we're broadcasting this show with a phone. So head on over to switchcars.com slash BoxCast for your free trial. I saw you adjusting your hat over there, and I thought the Corvette curmudgeon came in, but uh, he doesn't look like he's here tonight. So. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. But you got a little tired of Ethan's question last week. We do miss him. Yeah, miss that guy. I think he had to watch Jeopardy or something. It's a special hey, that, episode. I respect that. Yeah, Jeopardy Rock. Kino Championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. Uh, so, uh, speaking of dealers, we're gonna we're gonna go to the the Scaminator. Uh, this is not a scam in progress, but one that happened. And there was an article from News Five Cleveland this week. Uh, that a local dealer called Amherst Classic Cars was fake. Uh, the Cleveland Better Business Bureau is warning consumers who are looking to buy a vehicle online that they need to do their homework before sending out any money. Oh, wow, the Better Business Bureau is actually doing something. Um, yeah. Does anyone even still like use them at all? They call me and hit me up and try to get me to pay for accreditation, and I'm like... I. Oh, no. Are you BBB accredited? No, I used to be. And then yeah. I realized it was a scam in and of itself. Like, it meant nothing. You just pay them the 400 bucks a year. It's a badge you get on your website or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then I stopped doing it. And they, some of the pushiest salesmen I've ever encountered in my mm -hmm. life, I told them no dozens of times. And finally, I'm just like, you need to stop calling me. Like, this is, this is insane. So... Yeah, not a fan of the BBB. Anyway, uh, but goodness gracious, they can they can find a, a scam dealer. But uh, it, it's not really that hard. So what they were using, Amherst Classic Cars was advertising on the web and on Facebook. But the real Amherst Classic Cars had closed more than five years ago. So the bogus auto dealer was using pictures of classic cars that were stolen from other people places, classified sites, other dealer websites, etc., and advertising them as real. And they were uh, very pushy. You know, they didn't let people inspect in person. They said, oh, we've got another buyer on the hook. You got to pay us now. You got a wire transfer. Uh, and that's how they were getting people. Scam. Uh, but, well, not necessarily, <laughs> right? So the author of the article, McConnell, said, uh, or no, somebody from the BBB, McConnell said that, um, quote, you had to pay for the vehicle in full up front. You had to wire the funds. That's always a typical payment that scammers want is wired funds. Now, I take issue with that because I'm like, that doesn't mean they're a scammer. That's always a typical payment that, all dealers want because it's the most secure for the seller. Like I want wire transfer. I will take other forms of payment, but like that doesn't mean it's a scam. Scammers actually love other types of funds that are not as easily traceable like Western union. Like that's an immediate red flag. Or if a scammer says, Hey, let's do it through escrow or through the eBay secure payment system, which doesn't exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, although I guess it does now. eBay does their own payments. But anytime they say like the word secure or say this is how we should do it because it's secure, like it's 
a huge red flag. Wire transfer is not a red flag. Wire transfer just means that once you've sent the money, you can't get it back. So a wire transfer just means, hey, I need to make sure I do all of my homework. Now, this is actually a really easy one, right? So this is not a new scam with car dealers essentially using a legitimate business address from another dealer. Um, It's been going on for over a decade. And they can actually, they'll actually sign up for third-party advertising websites like cars.com and AutoTrader and get accounts and will look like they have a real inventory. Um, So a little bit of digging, though, will turn up the real facts. And in this case, all you had to do was Google AmherstClassicCars.com or Amherst Classic Cars. Um, Their address comes up. The first result is MapQuest. Yeah. There's a red flag. What is MapQuest? (laughs) Uh, The next is Yelp, which I feel like that's kind of like nobody uses Yelp for car dealers. Um, Right. Uh, I, I feel like if your first two results aren't your actual website and your Facebook profile, <laughs> something's probably a little shady. Well, even they did keep their Facebook profile up longer than their website. After their website went down, their Facebook stayed up. So Facebook is not a guarantee that they're not a scam. Uh, but even on Yelp, it said Amherst Classic Cars closed. So, I mean, a very quick Google search of whoever you're buying something from is a no-brainer, right? Just like, okay, do they have recent Google reviews? Yes or no? You know, what are the recent ones like? And even like in the case of CNC Exotics that was a legit dealer and then became a scam dealer, like they had a 4.8 star rating on Google reviews, which you'd at a glance say, oh, they're fine. But if you went to newest, they were all super bad. So you could see where they had like a decade-long plus track record of great business and then oops now they're screwing people so there's some more advanced tactics to finding out if a dealer's a fake dealer i mean the biggest red flag is are the cars underpriced (laughs) that's the first one um but like i used to do like google street view right because it's like if you google their address okay it comes up with that dealer name so it's like all right i'll go to google street view And in one case, it was like this dilapidated gas station. And it was very obvious that nobody and no cars had been there for a very, very long time. And then across the street, there was a legitimate exotic car dealer. So I called them and I was like, hey, what's across the street from you? Is this a dealer? And they just laughed. They're like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. Used to be long time ago. Um, and it's so uh, easy to do so much research nowadays. It's that, so like, easy. Just take just take a look. Take fifteen minutes. Do a little bit of investigating. You'll probably realize if something's so legit or easy. Not. Most states have uh, online dealer search, so you can go online and see the status of their license. Like, you know, you can see who the registered agent of the company is. Like, you can go crazy, but you don't really have to. So. Thank you, uh, News 5 Cleveland, for the story. Real real nail-biter there for those of us that have been down this road before, but for those of you who haven't, that is uh, just because it's a dealer online does not mean it's real. Uh, Speaking of dealers, oh, man, this one's good. This one did not even make it to Shrewd Negotiator because we've got a good one for that, but... Uh, our friend Arnob, good, uh, good car guy, good friend of mine, a listener of the podcast sent us this one. He's been looking for Cayman GT4s and he sent us this listing online and this is from a Porsche dealer and bear with me cause it's a little bit long, but goodness gracious, is it worth it? Maybe. Well, you can tell me afterwards. So this is a Cayman GT4, 2016 Cayman GT4. All right. Good car, fantastic. One of the best driver's cars, I think, out there. But 
In a spellbinding unveiling, Porsche Greenwich is thrilled to showcase this enchanting certified pre-owned Cayman GT4. This extraordinary GT4, having been nurtured within our very domain, possesses an impeccable service record standing as a testament to meticulous care. Untouched by the shadow of accidents, unsullied by smoke, its pristine essence is attested by the untarnished pages of its Carfax history. Side note, I usually just say clean Carfax. A symphony of mechanical artistry awaits for our adept artisans have just orchestrated a magnum opus, a comprehensive 111-point Porsche-approved certified checklist, which it has gracefully surpassed, earning its laurels in resplendent hues. Bestowed upon this bewitching chariot is the exalted mantle of Porsche certification, entailing an unlimited mileage embrace that extends for a luxurious span of two years from the day of acquisition. Thus, thus, relish the embrace of your Porsche, assured that time itself shall bow to this spell of protection. <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> But heed this call with urgency, for the path to possession might be swift. Reach out through the portals of call or email and stake your claim before this Cayman GT4 finds its home within another's private sanctuary. Embarking upon its chronicle of grandeur, this GT4 unveils an extensive service history, capitalized, a saga of meticulous attention. Aluminum footrest and pedals stand as artifacts of elegance side note i'm pretty sure on some of the models i don't know if it's a gt4 it's not actual aluminum they call it aluminum look but no they're artifacts of elegance it's like manufactured cheese product (laughs) (laughs) why is it on a shelf it's cheese why isn't it in the fridge (laughs) it's like it's like that would be like using like you know uh uh dairy reduction to to describe (laughs) cheese spread are you uh are you done you still got more to go i've got more i've got more all right while the fire extinguisher adds a dash of preparedness to its allure Behold the fuel tank cap in its aluminum luminary gleaming with distinction. The embrace, they already used that word, eh. the embrace of full bucket seats invites a heightened connection between driver and machine while the passenger footwell storage net, side note, that's a zero cost option, grants convenience without compromising grace. That's a $20 description for a zero cost (laughs) option. Paid more for the words. At its core, I'm I'm not done. At its core lies the PCM module, an interface to technology's symphony. Oh, the Aegis of Porsche ceramic composite brakes ensures mastery over the realm of speed. Adorned in racing yellow, the seatbelts announce their allegiance to performance. Within, stitching and contrasting color weaves an intricate tapestry of individuality. The exterior bears witness to the satin black. Poetry, poetry is capitalized, gracing the wheels in satin attire, a testament to poised power. Behold the wheels, 20-inch GT4, radiating an aura of distinction. The wing supports draped in enigmatic black render a final note of elegance to this symphony of design. A magical odyssey awaits an opportunity to etch your story into the annals of this Cayman (laughs) GT4's journey. That is, is that a joke? That is someone who went to chat GPT and said, write me a description in like the style of J.R.R. Tolkien or something. Yeah, like, that. like they so wrote that, that at a, that, the like company's renaissance fair. That, that is chat GPT all the way. Not so a doubt in my That mind. was my question. I'm like, is this chat GPT or like somebody that was hired to write descriptions and just had a thesaurus next to them? Like, man, I'm going to be awesome at this. <laughs> they had a word count to fill, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a high schooler trying to write an impressive paper, right? Just like throwing in words that they've never heard of. Golly. That's brutal. You know, I bet you they had to ask more for the car because they spent so much on this description. Like it was probably like a thousand bucks more expensive than they had to hire a copywriter to write that. And then, yeah, they ain't cheap. So I've read somewhere there was a study done that when writing 
descriptions for cars, even fancy cars, it is counterproductive to use big words or fancy terminology because it comes across as condescending, maybe even pedantic. I'd say pedantic if I knew what that word meant, but that didn't stop this person. Uh, the simplest, clearest word will do, and they totally violated that. So, in short, be laconic. Ugh. Is it time for intermission? I'm exhausted after listening. Favorite words to use because nobody knows what it is, so I can come across as condescending. (laughs) Oh my gosh! (laughs) I think think you need a a commercial break after (laughs) that one. I'm so Uh, sorry, everybody. I should have prepared this in a very similar fashion to really just keep the bit going, but uh, SwitchCast is brought to you by Celebrity Machines. Celebrity Machines is proud to to sponsor SwitchCast, and they offer more than 250 different screen-accurate license plates as they've appeared in movies and TV shows, such as Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 25,000 39 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. So head on over to celebratormachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save 25.39% at checkout. If I if I sent an inquiry in on that Cayman GT4, I kind of want to email and be like, can I please have the salesperson that wrote this description? Is it still up? I think so, yeah. It's on CarGurus. And be like, I, you have to talk to me the same way that you wrote this description. I will not accept normal conversation. Yeah. If you want to sell this car, you got to commit to the bit, bro. <laughs> That's fantastic. So good. At what point could I be escorted in by my chariot for an appointment to behest and behold the <laughs> exciting annals of this vehicle during a test excursion? Golly. Sorry, sir. We don't offer test excursions. (laughs) (laughs) Partial experience. Partial ownership experience excursions. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, hmm. Kit cars. Oh, uh, we we still have submission coming in, submissions coming in for kit cars. Because a while ago, I issued a challenge that there was never any kit cars for sale that needed nothing. They all had needs, even if they were described as, oh, just a, just it's almost done. Just needs a battery. There's always a need. Uh, we had one from Bobby in Arizona, and uh, I thought I was going to have to pay out because he said uh, he was finding lots and lots of um, kit cars that needed nothing in, in the Arizona Craigslist. He said it was a... Uh, uh, you know, great place to find ones that quote unquote need nothing. But I realize he has the same sense of humor that I do because the one that he sent me was, um, well, it was a it was a fiberglass body that loosely resembled a Dodge Viper RT10 with what appeared to be a small block Chevy engine with some stuff sticking out of the hood, which the Viper definitely never had, uh, and an automatic transmission. The description was, quote, great project, runs, needs brakes bled and throttle adjusted, some finished stuff. Hmm. Bleeding the brakes takes about half an hour and throttle adjusted, like, it sounds like it barely runs. (laughs) Sure, man, just tighten the cable. It'll be fine. And some finished stuff that should be said about every single kit car. They all need some finished stuff. So, yep, once again, kit cars that are not done. Um, <clears throat> the shrewd negotiator. Oh my goodness! So, uh, this is a this is a great one. So, the shrewd negotiator once again is somebody who is very much not a shrewd negotiator, but they are attempting to be through either their. Uh, you know, price tactics or their descriptions or some way trying to be really smart, but uh, coming up short. And this one was a marketplace find as usual. And it was a 1980 Porsche 911 Targa with RSR outlaw, sorry, an RSR outlaw tribute with fresh satin white paint. 
Uh, Vin is to be announced, I think, uh, you know, provided upon asking, which is always fun. They're asking 63 grand, which is, seems on the surface of it a reasonable price for a 1980 Targa with some great parts on it, if it's done right. Uh, interesting description here. Fresh build, maybe 330 miles since motor was thrown back in. Not the verb I would Hopefully use. Hopefully did a little bit more than just chuck it in the back. <laughs> That'll be fine. Hook up some houses, uh, put some bolts in. Maybe you should have talked to the writer at Porsche of Greenwich to come up with a better <laughs> verb there. Uh, new interior, beige leather with tartan suede, aluminum rates, mats, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Pirelli tires with an absolute monster 345 back tire. New custom headlights and turn signal programmed. Not sure what that means. Uh, beautiful stainless steel custom exhaust hand built for the Porsche always worries me because there's so many exhausts available for classic Porsche outlaws that if you hand built it like what didn't like, fit why? right <laughs> yeah hold on okay so this is a Porsche Targa which means there's a removable Targa top like that comes standard that's part of the car but his description no top on the car one can be included for additional price but how much and why why is the better question? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm selling a car. It doesn't have wheels, but I'll throw them in for more money. Uh, like, it's what? a Targa. That's Targa top is part of that's like d what defines Targa. Uh, the motor was removed, painted, and heavily detailed, but it was not rebuilt. I, <clears throat> what? Why would you pull it out and not rebuild? I painted it. Why would you paint it in detail? It not who cares what it looks like. You know Rebuild what they it. painted? Uh, the the fan. <laughs> of course they did. It's a Porsche. That outlaw. was it. Like, what would you paint on the motor on a flat six? You can't see any of it. You can see like the heads and the fan shroud. You can't even see the heads. I'm an idiot. The heads. It's a flat motor. You see the heads from the underside. Oh gosh, you see like the intake. But oh gosh. Um. Yep. Yep. Runs well. Beyond well, brakes are tight. The shop that painted car said I needed to replace the rear light wiring harness that was on back order from Pelican Parts. All running lights and brake lights work, but signals don't. My mechanic informed me that I. Oh. The world may never know. Wow. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's probably the most important thing in that entire listing. That yeah, right? Just, you can't inform me that reached their I, character limit. Yeah, that you I, want. I think it's telling <laughs> that, you that I should quit engine? while I'm ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's a sign. <laughs> Both in writing this description and with the car. Wow, oh, man, we'll that is know. that's. There's a lot reading between the lines there. I like that he said both the, the had custom headlights and turn signal programmed, but then later on said all lights work, but signals don't. Well, but saying something is programmed implies that it doesn't work because you would say it worked if it did. I've never had to have turn signals programmed on a car that was prior to like 2005. I wonder if they're like fancy schmancy LEDs or something. Maybe. I have LED lights on my 1978 911 Outlaw build, and they didn't require programming. Hmm. Also, they work. <laughs> and the top chuck that up into the W column for... <laughs> well, yours is attached. <laughs> if it was removed, it would be a little different. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just can't imagine, even if that is market, I can't imagine asking somebody to pay $63,000 and I can't even spend the like five minutes to make a good listing. Yeah. The the <laughs> kind of crappy part of it is like you look at the photos and it's very obvious it's not worth it. Like the, the panel fitment is beyond awful. It's worse than a Corvette C5 interior. Oh boy. It's bad. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, last week we read a crazy attempt at negotiations from a prince. 
Ooh, yes, yes. we did. Uh, for those of you that don't remember it, I'll recap it quickly, or you can just go to switchcast.live and catch up on old episodes like last week's. But somebody offered me uh, $60,000 for a $115,000 car um, and said that they needed it to be their uh god had told them that it was their chariot of choice to you know to proclaim the works of their lord and savior jesus christ i mean it was ministry mobile so we found arnob once again found this guy's website (laughs) he is a uh uh, a writer uh motivational speaker a model it looks like (laughs) and an olympic hopeful uh his He's a worldwide best-selling author, and you can find his books on Amazon, The Mob Redestined Effect. Volume 2 has one rating on Amazon of one star. Is you kind of got to buy these, don't we? Claim to be best-selling. Uh, you can buy it brand new for $100, or there are five (laughs) used from (laughs) $4.75. I think we've made enough in Super Chats to make this happen, boys. We've got to start a book club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, we can't do that to Brother... What was his name? Brother Thomas? No, no, no. He was referring to our guy as Brother Thomas. This is Mobbery Destined. Oh man, oh, that's some, that's worse resale value than a Mercedes AMG from the nineties. That's depreciation. Oh, it's free Good on golly. Kindle. Free Hold on Kindle, you say? I do say. Wait, well. wait, but but there's more. The Mob Redestined Effect Volume Three has three ratings, and he's up to two point eight stars. Hey. Uh oh oh, this is great. Um, from the review from a gullible tourist, not everything that shines is gold. I had hoped for an inspiring read. I forced myself to read amateur writing and inconsistent weird stories about the author's time in university. A bit (laughs) vulgar. Not recommended. But the five star was, I read this book and I have become so enlightened I'm floating. I can't touch the ground. Please send help. The ceiling <laughs> fan is drawing me ever nearer. Oh, we need a book club, guys. I want to read these. Oh, that's a great uh, Guys, uh, yeah, at re- viewers here, you can go on uh, Amazon. The Mobbery Destined Effect. Uh, this is this is the guy that is there a volume one? Uh, I hope not. That oh, would be so if he just started funny. With two. That would be so great. <laughs> Everyone's perpetually <laughs> looking for volume one. Can't find it nowhere. Oh man! So this is this guy is not going to be buying my Ferrari to to proclaim the gospel of of his Lord and Savior Jesus is he Christ. Even like, does he even say he's like a pastor or ordained or anything? Like that's not a part uh, of his bio. Brand. Let's see. He's a Ghanaian prince, singer, dancer, songwriter, top model, <laughs> 2X best-selling all. author, actor, and Olympic hopeful. <laughs> He's also a humanitarian, the founder of the Mobbery Destin Foundation, and the author of the inspirational book series, The Mobbery Destin Effect, The Journey to the Kingdom of Heaven. Mm. Guys, okay. guys right. there's an Instagram. Oh, here we go. Here uh, we go. Ethan, you better put that link in the episode description. <laughs> yeah. The so Arnob found him... Uh, he's, uh, I can't find the link, but Arnob found somewhere that he was asking for sponsorship. And when you go on the sponsorship page, there's like options for amounts. The default amount when you land on the sponsorship page, anyone want to guess it? hundred dollars. That was, that was probably one hundred thousand dollars. The minimum amount is a thousand. The maximum default is nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> he apparently sold over a quarter million dollars in books at some point. No, to his mom. And he's I, he's posted some boxsters that I think he might have. Is owned it a at yellow boxster? Yeah. Yes, that's the one that oh, he bought from Porsche really? Beachwood. Yes. So that's like oh, that's how we came across this guy yeah. originally. Is in, he had inquired on that? His offer was quite a bit more reasonable than half price that he offered on the Ferrari. But um, he uh, put a black plate with yellow lettering that said Prince Mabry on it on the front. 
It's amazing. That's and hashtagged manifest through Jesus Christ as he's sitting in it with a shirt off. <laughs> this is a vibe. <laughs> what what's the Instagram handle? He's gonna uh, get like it's just Mobry Destined. Mobry Destined. All right, everybody, head over to at Mobry Destined. Don't troll him. Don't troll him. Just just follow him. Give him give him a boost. Give him a boost. Um, oh, he says two time best selling author. Where is volume one? <laughs> we'll never know. know. No, volume two and volume three are the best selling. Uh, volume one has to exist. It's a it's a great <laughs> marketing tactic, though. It's, it's brilliant. Sink people into it's your. When you, uh, I'm when in you start a man. business, your first invoice is like two thousand three hundred forty two. <laughs> start exactly, exactly. Yeah. Start strong. Make them know that you've done this before. It's <laughs> not your first rodeo. It's your second. Turns out for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man somebody suggested that we get him on the podcast i'm all for it man i am all for it i i would feel badly though because it, it'd be like hey w- you may think that we're taking you seriously but we're really having you on to troll you because this the whole concept of all of this is so ridiculous. I, I like, would—I don't even know if it's trolling. I would want an honest—I want, I want some insight into this guy's mind. He's, he's a fascinating individual. That's true. Very much so. But it'd be like having Michael Scott come present at your business school. You want an insight into his mind, but not for the right reasons. Like, you're not thinking, like, this guy is brilliant. I want to know how to become like him. I want to glean information. Yeah, I wonder if Prince Mabry wrote the description for that Porsche dealer. Uh, it seems kind of like the same. Uh, that's his job. That's how he gets the money. I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I really do. But that offer was so absurd. It's hard. Listen, it's hard I, to reconcile these things. <laughs> everybody has their thing. I am incredibly weird to people who are of a different ilk from me, right? And if this guy offered me a normal amount, then I would like, okay, I'd get a little giggle and we'd laugh internally at the dealer at how he talked and stuff like that. But I'd be like, okay, I respect how you do business. Sure. So that will, that kind of carries weight right so i don't respect people because they say they're christians and then give them a pass in business i respect them based on how they do business and then if that aligns with their stated values then i say okay i respect you more um so i give people respect based on their actions especially when it comes to money because money seems to be the equalizing force tends to be with, with people's ethics right so if if he bought a car and the transaction was awesome i'd be like okay this guy's weird but he's doing something right and i respect him and we might read his email on the podcast but i give him credit but when you offer half and expect to be taken seriously and (laughs) you have a website like this it's just it's too good sorry uh not sorry (laughs) If he comes back and pays 115 grand for the Ferrari, then I'll be sorry. We'll go on an apology <laughs> tour. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe not. Matt. I'm going to find oh, this volume gosh. one. We'll buy the book. We're going to find his volume one. Anyway, yes, we, we have to have a, a Switchcast book club. Yeah. yeah. Enter Switchcast on com for a 10% discount <laughs> on, on volume two. You can try it. We're talking about getting new sponsorships. You still have to pay $90 for a book. Doggone it. That's right. That's There's a lot of money for a book. There's people on eBay asking $90 for it. That's like used. It's probably him. It's well read. Yeah, he's trying to pawn off all the used copies that he bought from his own. Right, sold them to his own LLC. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's a vicious cycle, man. Well, if you like pre-order them or pre-print them, right? Like maybe he ordered 250000 and then just didn't sell. But it's like, well, they sold because they sold to me from the (laughs) production company. Yeah. I didn't sell two hundred fifty thousand. The production company did. Oh goodness! Uh, one more commercial, and then we'll go to the appraiser. Yeah. And if you Ooh. have some questions, throw them in. We'll try to get to some of those during the regular portion of the show. Yes, uh, Switchcast is brought to you by Nuts for Sticks. Nuts for Sticks is a brand celebrating the manual transmission in all of its forms. So forget the flappy paddles, because we like shifting ourselves. 
Check out our fun and funny stick-themed shirts at nutsforsticks.com and save 10% on your order using the discount code SWITCHCAST. That is nutsforsticks.com and use code SWITCHCAST. Ethan last week got a ticket in the mail uh, from the cameras. And I said, don't pay it. You'll never get anything in collections. Well, this week, (laughs) something came in the mail. Not to me. Um, to some trust that I may or may not have any affiliation with. I don't know. But any, yes, Municipal Collections of America. The client name is the city of Girard, and they, they, uh, they want their money for the ticket. So, you know, it's too bad that the trust has no affiliation with me and the trust doesn't know who was driving. But uh, that's a shame. It's just, just FYI. Yeah. That, that, that might become a real thing. I don't know if they actually report to a credit report or whatever, but I don't think the trust happens to care. But the, it, the, uh, trust the trust can... have a credit score. Uh, oh, have a, I don't know. You don't, don't know. need to. You trust them. Ah, uh, yeah. The exactly. trust could tell the uh, whoever, whoever it was, the collections or whoever, who was driving the car, because that is very much what they want. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Fill in name here. Yeah. Anyway, so... Just some thoughts there. I don't know if uh, I don't know. I've pay, I've paid some of the ones I've gotten. I've not paid other ones. Usually, if they're out of state, I don't bother. If they're, well, I've gotten ones to the dealership. I think, uh, and I'm like, well, it's good luck proving who is driving. Like you can't, yeah, yeah. It could be literally anybody. Anyway, so going on an excursion, a pre-purchase excursion, right? <laughs> um. Let's see. So the appraiser, uh, the appraiser is where we look up cars online, auctions, and try to guess what they're going to go for. And we've got kind of a running tally of who's missed by more. Do, do <laughs> we have to do this this week? Yes, Can we, we just do. Skip it. <laughs> yes, we do. And I'm just in just as bad of a spot as you are. So for you, uh, well, no, let's start with me. Last week I had a six thousand mile 2015 Aston Martin V8 Vantage GT six speed. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I guessed 120 grand, and it sold for 69. Right, not very nice uh, for your uh, the percentage miss. Yes. there, and I feel really stupid because like some of the ones you picked for me, I just I'm like I don't really know those, but I'm gonna throw out a guess. Uh, but like I know these cars. I've bought and sold multiple V8 Vantage and V12 Vantage this year. And I'm actively looking on behalf of a client, so I'm following the market. Like, I know what they go for, and I just, like, I had a brain fart last week. I have no idea why. Like, I must have been thinking V12. You were just pitying me because you knew that my guess was going to be so bad that you had to even it out a little bit. Probably. And it was. But I still, (laughs) like, I'm... I don't know where that number came from. I, I literally think I was thinking V12 or something like that. I... Whatever. Excuses. You had uh, 2016, sorry, 2006 Range Rover Supercharged Sport in the launch color Vesuvius orange. You guessed 35 grand, Ugh. much to uh, our immediate entertainment. Yeah, it was. I knew I, I, I messed up. <laughs> and it went, well, high bid. It did not sell at 16 grand. <sighs> so, For those well, of you uh, keeping track at home, that is a 118% miss. <laughs> People are going to stop asking our advice pretty soon. Well, hopefully nobody was asking my advice in the first place. I'm just here for fun. Uh, I swear. That color's cool, though. I've I don't know, only actually something. missed on eight cars this year at our in, our dealership, right? So I've made money on all but eight cars this year and all but eight cars last year. So, um, yeah, I do know what I'm doing in reality, but... <laughs> I guess not in practice. I just keep picking this weird stuff. Usually it's the other way around. Uh, All right. What do you got for me next week? All right. So for you next week, I was not kind because I don't think you have any idea what these go for. I'm going to Google it real Uh, quick. That's fine. So this is on P car market, but it is not a P car. Uh, This is a 1972 Lancia. That's how you say that, right? Lancia. Uh Yeah. Fulvia Sport 1.3 S Zagato. These Ooh. cars are gorgeous. Very much enjoy. Um, 
That's on Peak Our Market, by the way. I'm going to want you to get eyes on this because I don't think you have any idea what this will go for. I did actually like scroll past that one today uh, when I was looking for yours. There's just something about the front end of these that I really, really enjoy. Uh, so it's this Zagato bodied uh, Lancia sports car that probably has an awesome sounding engine. Um, stuff you just kind of don't see anymore. This is for sale in Florida. Uh, it's clean title, but it's a European car. So like Carfax doesn't really m- matter. Um, 92,000 kilometers, but it only has a five digit odometer. So who knows if it's been rolled over. Uh, what year is it again? 72. Is it a 1600 or 1300s? 1.3S. Mm. Are you actually Googling values right now? No, <laughs> no, not, not at, at all. all. Um, all right. It has a prominent chrome grill, triple (laughs) air inlets with a sloping rear window. If I could play the audio of what they sound like, then they sound really good too. They are a pretty car. Um, wild guess. I'm going to say, how many miles on it? Uh, there's 92,000 kilometers. Okay. Only five digit. Uh, presentation score. Um, I think it is presented fairly well. It's not blowing my socks off. Um, uh, it's, I would say, above average. Okay. Mm, $36,727. That is very specific. What's the current bid at? Uh, four grand. Okay, cool. But it's got like... F- five days left i'd be worried if you're like it's at 80 grand <laughs> whoops yeah, i would have been giggling over here all right here's one for you and yes i did guess a number before i looked some of this stuff up on this one that i'm giving you so i'm curious where yours comes in this is also on p car market it is a 1974 porsche 911 carrera 2.7 mfi coupe so essentially tyler if you're not familiar with those which i think you should be it is a 73 911 rs mechanically so it is the 2.7 liter engine uh mechanical fuel injection and uh all the fun suspension bits 911 s brakes etc etc uh but in the updated impact body or sorry impact bumper uh, body style. They did not bring them to the U.S. because of smog requirements, because uh, they uh, made too much power. Yeah, and so they couldn't uh, choke them with the emissions equipment. It has sport seats with like fabric, kind of plaidish fabric, very seventies inserts. Uh, it has ninety nine thousand kilometers, also a five digit odometer. It is silver on black and looks to be very, very clean. This is hot. Reputable seller in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank God it doesn't have sugar scoops. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm getting very distracted. This sure. Is, uh, I'm getting all hot and bothered over here. Um, all right. Well, pick a number. Uh, so it's essentially a Carrera RS? It's it a, isn't, but it mechanically. Mechanically, it's a Carrera RS. Ah, but with an updated body. It's the simplest way to say it. Some Porsche yeah. experts will take issue with that, but I'm trying to distill it down very quickly. I uh, have no idea what this should actually be worth, but I'm guessing a lot. Uh, <laughs> you are so excited right now. Uh, I'm going to go um, 132. 132,000. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you're wrong. What was your okay, guess? good guess. My guess is, was 220. Da. So um, you're not going to like this fact. I could have helped you out with this That's previously, fine. I but I didn't. It. I gave you the a car trip. sold uh, a couple years ago. This exact same car sold on Bring a Trailer for two hundred six thousand dollars. Yikes! So we'll see how. Uh, yeah. Well, I know how far you're off. I'm. I'm actually. I'm going to bid. One hundred thirty-two thousand right now <laughs> for you, just, just oh, because. How pain. do I bid? How do I bid? Oh, place Doug, bid. You're a guardian. You bid. should know how to do this. Hold on. Can I turn on sounds here? Are we going to get this? Is this actually going to happen? Thirty-two thousand dollars. I'm going to bid. 
just for you, Tyler. I can't wait to see it. Oh, did you hear it? Did I you, did. I did heard the, the little ding. Podcast oh, here. Oh, and it just refreshed on my screen, too. All 132. Right. It's green. I wonder if that means reserve, Matt. No, it just means I'm the high better. I would I would take that home for 132,000. Um, okay. Yowza. All right. Yeah, stick cool. a fork in me. I'm done. The longer <laughs> we do this, it'll be. Uh, it'll just get worse. That's all right. I may have cheated a little bit on the Lancia. Um, p- 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 bonus round. Okay, remember the 2008 Boxer Limited Edition that Ooh, you yes. picked for me last week? Yeah, it yeah. got bid to 31000 on cars and bids. Uh, There's a discount because it was Canadian, and I guess thirty five grand. That car is already relisted on P-Car Market. The exact same car, and the high bid currently is $30,000, which is where it stood when we were guessing yeah. on P-Car Market. So the bonus round is you and I are both going to guess a number because we know what it should go for, and whoever's closest gets some arbitrary prize. We might get to, like, I don't know, maybe strike one of our biggest misses or something from oh, the spreadsheet, or I don't know. But, Tyler, what is your guess? 32500 Okay, I'm going to say... <laughs> is it already at 30? Did you just no, bid it? No, it's to- at 30. Okay. I'm going to say 32501 Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Fine, 32... 30, I'm going to do the Dwight Schrute. 32,501 One penny. penny. <laughs> what was going to be your guess before I said mine? Uh, probably 34. Okay. I'll go, I'll be, I'll be fair. I'll yeah. say 34,000. All right. All right. 30,000. Okay. It is time for the props and flops. And uh, we are out of time during this regular recorded segment for questions. But again, stick around live viewers. We will do tip talk afterwards. And of course, if you throw your questions in with a donation, uh, we are sellouts here and you will go to the top of the list. So props and flops are brought to you by switch cars switch cars is the enthusiast dealership where we buy sell consign service and store only cars that we like ourselves check out our hand-picked inventory at switchcars.com tyler's pick of the week from switch cars inventory is a amazing uh, mitsubishi lancer evolution is it an eight is that yes. right? okay yeah it's silver over this like black interior some really good inserts uh it's mostly stock and it's so an cool. MR. Oh, I forgot yep. about that bit. It's really cool. It's just under 100,000 miles, and it is, like he said, mostly stock, mostly original paint, and no rust. It's a California car. So that alone makes it rare. It is yeah, rare. My it's, Mitsubishi Lancer is rare because brah, clean, unmodded. <laughs> it's like finding a not rare Corvette. They're so rare that <laughs> exactly. Be- yeah, because they're not rare. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> flop of the week. Oh. Flop of the week was last week's podcast because um, we walked outside and apparently had like a concrete nuclear winter. The ever popular What Did You Drive to the Podcast video that I do became a look at all the cars that have to get professionally detailed thing uh the neighbor across the street is a uh like uh gravel concrete such a set etc supply company and a allegedly a disgruntled employee turned on a blower to blow concrete dust into the air just before we started the podcast um so we came out to all of our cars and the entire property covered in concrete dust although we didn't know it at the time we found out the next morning so it was a crazy scramble to try to get cars detailed uh, and get the concrete dust out and we're still kind of working through that situation thankfully the majority of our inventory is inside but of course everybody that was here for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Doug, what did you uh, what did you drive tonight to the podcast? Ah, uh, my Corvette. Yeah, um, I noticed something really interesting when I walked in. You left the top down. <laughs> I'm well, not going to say it's going to happen again. But lightning that is a, never strikes twice. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> well, might not have been a the greatest idea, but <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, alleged disgruntled ex-employees in jail now but i i really don't know goodness 
<laughs> yeah, it uh, kind of sucked. We thought it was pollen because it's so dark outside. We're like, right. ah, what is this? That's weird. Yeah, just instant covering of pollen <laughs> yeah. over everything in August. Uh, yeah, we had an adventure this week, too. We had the fire department here today uh, because we set the fire alarm off by starting a GT3 nice. in the showroom. Now, it's not because there's something wrong with the car. Uh, it's a flat six Metzger engine, and it is dry sump. So the oil likes to just, you know, sit in the cylinder. So when you fire them up, it's large smoke cloud. And it was just right that it uh, it got the um, it got the smoke alarm. So, uh, yeah, we, we had a little visit. Um, is that the prop of the week? What? No, actually, <laughs> hold on. This is the scanner transmission. They they had a lot of uh, fire trucks on the way. That's fantastic. <laughs> fumes from starting a vehicle. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, they uh, they know that if a fire alarm goes off here, that it could be the apocalypse. So. I uh, I told them, I said, listen, we have good insurance. Just stand back and hose it off from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prop of the week. Um, I was down in Atlanta this weekend filming, uh, catching up on some VinWiki stories. So for those of you that have missed me with every bullet in your gun on uh, VinWiki, uh, I'll be back soon. Uh, but the the big prop was Jamie Sullins, the operations manager at Panos LLC. Some of you don't even know what that is. It's a boutique American car manufacturer uh, who has also been very successful in uh, American Le Mans and at Le Mans themselves. Uh, and he arranged a private showing of the museum and kind of their prototype factory. They had all their prototypes and engines and all sorts of stuff, their racing cars, their street cars. And he gave us a wonderful tour uh, of really the, the entire history of that company. It was really, really neat. Uh, so for you, those who don't know what Panos is, Go look it up. It's it's a really neat company that has made some pretty fantastic cars. Um, coincidentally, we visited on September 11th, which was five years to the day of their founder, Don Panos's passing. And we toured his office, which was originally another building, but it had been perfectly replicated uh, by his son. They had taken all the stuff from his other office and uh, you know, built it out exactly as it was to the point where they even had his, um, you know, day planner on his desk from 2018. Uh, and it was kind of sad because, you know, I walked up to his desk and on his day planner, there was only one thing and it was, and it was the day we're there, right? So it was September 11th and it just said 7.05 AM come to Jesus meeting. Oof. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, mm. great company, uh, incredible man, uh, great, uh, great impact. Not a lot of people don't know the impact that they had on the automotive industry, but they have they've done some really cool things. So um, kind of one of those fly under the radar companies that uh, car people know about, but then you know, when people see an AIV Roadster in my showroom, they're just like, oh, is that a Prowler? <sighs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Anyway, thank you all for joining us once again. Uh, this ends our regular segment of the program, but stick around, live viewers, after for Tip Talk, a rapid-fire Q&A session. Thank you to our sponsors, BoxCast, Nuts for Sticks, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, Parallel Printworks, and Stephen Holm Woodworking, our producer, Ethan Huffnagel, and our Ed McMahon, Tyler Sanders. Our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream their full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available next Monday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out switchcast.live to catch up on old episodes and to find your favorite place to download the podcast thank you for listening and we'll see you next wednesday at 8 p.m as we look forward to edifying educating and entertaining you on the drive of your life <laughs>